How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going alright. Uh, Thursday's been kind of not here and there, but like not too bad. How about you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Uh, my evening has been elevated slightly by the knowledge. I was staring at the microphone in its stand prior to when we started recording. I was like, "Is this is this like straight on, or is it kind of like to the side?" And it was a little bit to the side. So, if it sounded like I was talking past you in previous episodes, kind of. <laughs> but it's fixed now, so it should it should be perfect. No excuses. Excellent audio. Go back and edit every single one. (laughs) (laughs) What we do is we just re-edit it to slightly shift the left to right balance a little bit. Dude, it's... I know we talked about, like, the Run to Jewels use of it in one song, like, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But I still love when... Because, like, not many things will do it because it's, why the fuck would you? You want balanced audio on both sides. Mm -hmm. But occasionally, if you can subvert that, it's fun for me. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody needs their, like, THX moment. Um, so we have you on one side and me on the other, and it's like the guest is always just, you know, like, sandwiched between us. What was... what you, you make that as a joke, but when we recorded in person, if you're using a single audio interface and multiple XLR uh, inputs and, you know, condenser mics or whatever, you will record on left channel and right channel. And then part of the preparation process is normalizing those channels (laughs) so it's not one person in each ear because it's very disorienting actually yeah Um, it sounds like people you know think of a devil and an angel on each shoulder but no in your ears and it's very uncomfortable (laughs) which would Um, you rather be of the two the devil if we transpose the the podcast and us as hosts to devil and angel oh hmm or which one do you think you are versus which one do you want to be okay that's fair i feel like i feel like probably i'm angel just because if we were to like really need to dig into a topic Mm -hmm. and and, like criticize something like i'm not even gonna swear so like i have zero cred right and if we know anything about infernal creatures they swear Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I like how you know. actually found like a very polite justification for like you're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't I even mention that I was Jewish, which I <laughs> applaud you for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it would be it would be fun if I was the devil, and uh, we were in situations where you always had to like find some way to take the upside on every news story that we cover or whatever. You're just like, no, big corporations are friends, <laughs> right? Um, but naturally, I find myself kind of gravitating more to that. I'm the bootlicker uh, angel, obviously. Um, you can be the rogue, uh, the the devil. Um, that would be my take, though. Do you disagree with that? No, I... I would have felt very, very wrong putting myself in the place of an angel. Mm-hmm. I only have two eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah, biblically. Jake's, w- Jake's wearing uh-huh. glasses when we record, and I'm not. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm closer to a biblically accurate angel for sure. Um. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, I had something I was going to add to that, and then it's just vanished into the ether, which makes great great podcast tempo. Um, but I'm glad your Thursday is going pretty well. Um, I'm glad we can record for our friends and listeners. Um, we'll never reveal what that ratio is. But get ratioed, yeah. nerd. <laughs> yes, that is that is where the term comes from. But this episode is where we recap all of uh, what's gone on this month um, in our gaming in July. We don't always call it July. Sometimes it's a different month, actually. Um, and, you know, cover gaming news, maybe what we've been doing a little bit on the side. Um, and, you know, just make sure you guys have the important information because who has time to read a newspaper, which is, I assume, how most people learn about video game news. Paper is that stuff that is in the printer I never turn on. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what makes it new? What makes it new paper? I guess if I just um, bought it. Right. It's actually weird. Um, the content is what makes it newspaper. So like if it's if it's newsworthy, I think. This is a very boring topic. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was trying to for like the plan word of new versus news. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to follow up on the joke and the episode's a wash. Let's just again, let's just again cut it. Jake, you didn't you didn't jump in to immediately say Jews paper because they control ah. the media. And again, I applaud you. I applaud uh-huh. you, sir, for avoiding uh-huh. that. But um you applauding me is level level is lowering your devil cred. So you just gotta call me out on it and just be like, How dare you <laughs> not be a racist? Um But in the news which is something we do talk about. Some people out there, they play Magic the Gathering, I think it's called. Although I did hear at one point that originally it wasn't intended to always be Magic the Gathering. It was just the Gathering was going to be the first release. Like that really? was their season one. Yeah. And then Magic Highland Elves Frolicking, whatever the crap, would have been like the next like collectible release with an entirely different card back. Um, a, entirely different, you know, mechanics and cards and all that stuff. They were literally just gonna push these out, kind of like action figures or something. That seems insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be like, hey, here's this collectible thing, but oh, this is only one thing, and it's entirely separate. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, like they have introduced new mechanics, but I feel like you need the same card backing or whatever, like something uniform to tie it together. Yeah, so you're like, oh, this is a part of that thing. Yeah, the original idea was not that it would be interplayable forever with these, you know, upcoming sets, uh, which is crazy, absolutely crazy with where we're at. But that's magic. Um, one thing you could play, but you never will, uh, if you had to pick one card that you think you'll probably never, it'll never see play, it'll never be in your collection. Which which card would you guess that would be? Black Lotus, obviously Black Lotus. Um, the go-to answer but uh if you were looking at the news notes you might also answer the one ring from lord of the rings um there's a brief recap there's one of these cards out there well that's it <laughs> there are there are multiple yes. rings but like there's only the one ring which is a one of one made with like custom elvish and everything else uh-huh um, and there was a big search for this. A bunch of people were talking about how much money they would spend to get it. Um, and it was found this month. Uh, it was found in Canada, but we don't know by who. 
Um, or at least I didn't dig that much. I'm not trying to dox people out I'm, here. I would bet there's probably somewhere in like public record because like they had to get the card verified. They did, um, yeah. It's but I think that they were trying to be anonymous as possible for reasons. Mm-hmm. Also, you you mentioned the verification. I said it's nine out of ten. How sad is that? Actually, that, that the it one instance of, of this card yeah. is not a ten out of ten. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know what it counts for, like that last point. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure the person who was opening it, like, I don't know if you need to have gloves to be yeah. like, oh, there can be no oil, like there can be no dust, nothing. Yeah, there is um, human DNA on the corner of this card. But so. I mean, it could have been from the printing side of it as well. That would actually be hilarious. Which is funny, because <laughs> they only did one. You think they would check that before it's like, is this good? Uh-huh. I like to imagine that it was just like randomized at the printing press with no QA. Right? It was just part of the set. They just like hook it up to a computer and it's like, oh yeah, print a, print, uh, uh, a thousand <laughs> uh, Shire Hobbits and one one ring. <laughs> Weirdly, the printer was just a little bit out of ink, so it's just it's not as vibrant as it could be. Yeah, uh-huh. like, did I did I actually pull the right one? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, there was a. I'll get back to the story in a second, but there was a controversy where um, some people were pulling cards off the line, actually, um, like prior to it all being boxed up and and shipped, and they got prosecuted pretty hard, <laughs> uh, as you would expect. Um, I think the way that they found it was the person went to a local store and they had like tons of the rarest cards out of the set and they're like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) can i see the id number oh they're sequential that's odd (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um but anyways uh so the the one wing was found it was somewhere in canada the person was uh talking to lawyers as you should do because um as of the last time i checked this new story the top bid for someone who wanted to buy this card was two million dollars us um it was someone not in the us it was like someone in another country oil money or something like that um but the person had a little bit of a decision to make because if they sell it immediately it was they like going appreciate. to appreciate yeah it was going to count as capital gains also for tax purposes in canada mm-hmm. um which means they instantly 50 percent of it goes to taxes basically that's that is too much money in taxes Mm-hmm. But if they waited one generation and they passed it on as an heirloom, that person could then sell it for like significantly lower taxes because it's not capital gains anymore. Very interesting tax law. How old does a child need to be <laughs> to? <laughs> that that is the question, right? <laughs> I, I think. What if you if... adopted a kid? <laughs> right. That's that's what I was doing. You put up a looking for orphan post, an LFO. By the way, um, that never looks suspicious. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, but I'm sure they'll find some way to game the system. Good on them. They have they have the ring. Um, yeah, that is uh for anybody who doesn't follow magic and like the appreciable values of cards, which I don't expect any normal person would. Mm-hmm. When I made a mention to Black Lotus, which is one of the most powerful cards and like super old printing it even the supersedes nine. the power nine because it it's one of the power the nine, pa- power nine. <laughs> i can't like, remember which one was true I believe I, I dave he, he plays the game i forget um a lot of the mox cards are in there for power nine if, if i remember but um 
back when I was growing up in high school, uh, I think that Black Lotus went for like 6K. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's say it's gone up to 15K. Yeah. Now, again, two. that number is 2 million. Um, so yes. it is wildly, wildly up there in comparison. I'm actually going to look this up. What do you think that the highest Black Lotus sale price was, um, let's say, within the last year that I can find on an immediate Google search? 20K. $540,000. Ooh. That's a lot of money. That's actually, that's almost, I didn't mean to undermine your argument here. But apparently it sold at auction for $540,000 because it was rated as Jim Mint, 10, 10, 10 out of 10. Okay, that so. actually... This is why I don't like perfect drops in video games because if you try uh-huh. and like trade on the store, it's like, well, I have the perfect roll and it's that much harder to get. So uh-huh. it's astronomical in price compared to, oh, it's off by one thing. Yeah. It's insane. I tried yeah, to take also... advantage of this. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that um, obviously because they're not printing these cards anymore, mm-hmm. um, the longer it goes on, the more they will appreciate in value because right. there's going to become a less number of them over time or they will just degrade over time. So if you have one that's in mint condition, it's essentially like a Highlander effect. Yeah. It's like the Black Lotus is an immensely expensive card. There's not that many of them out there. They're super rare and becoming more rare. And this one is in the running to be the best one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's a really good point. Uh, in either case, I'm not going to have it, and I'm not going to play it. And if I had it, I wouldn't play it. So <laughs> um, That's something that Hearthstone's missing is uh, these fun news stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although my, my memories of Hearthstone were usually around cards that I want to see cease to exist. <laughs> not ones that I want to stick around for collection purposes um shutter walk immediately jumps to springs to mind as like the worst the worst design card could you remind me what that does i haven't played okay many years brief brief hearthstones uh story um shutter walk uh has a really obnoxious enter the battlefield um sound uh i'm actually gonna look it up now i'm gonna look up the quote at least uh enter battlefield sound uh but its effect was it's a legendary which means you can only have one of them in your deck normally and um every time it uh every time it enters the battlefield all of the battle cries that would have taken place uh replay um so everything from your side of the board the entire time um so if anybody remembers the joke about Panharmonimom for um, Mother of Machines in Magic, mm-hmm. you're basically doubling the enter the battlefield triggers. So as you play it and it resolves and enters the battlefield, that's Battle Cry in Hearthstone. Yeah. Um, and it said, uh, my, boss, my, my jaws that bite, my claws that catch. And it's a little bit longer than the average intro which is okay at first, but then disregard what I said at the beginning where it was like, hey, this only plays the battle cry like once. This was used in decks that caused it to basically return to your hand constantly. And so you would play one, 
it would trigger the battlefield effect. It would completely take all of this time. Return to your hand, or you play another card to return it to your hand. Play it again. Triggers everything again. And the system literally could not handle this. Um, it took so long that it would skip the other player's turn because in the background, it would switch turns because you ran out of time, but your effects are still running. Oh my God. And then it becomes their turn, and they can't do anything till your effects finish. And so your effects are still going. Then the rope starts to burn down. They run out of turn. <laughs> and it becomes the person who's playing the cards originally again. Yeah. It was an absolute mess. People hated it. And it single-handedly um, uh, led to, I think, a system change where if uh, it, a bunch of effects are queued up and it's taking too long to go through them, they start, like, rapid-fire resolving. Mm -hmm. um, which I don't even think solves it completely. But insane. I think all games like that need something like that because magic has that issue as well where it's like hey i'm queuing up some triggers and you're like you just look at your watch you're like how long am i gonna be here uh-huh and the yeah. thing is like they will still have a lot of those animations play when there's no way for anybody to interact with it or interrupt mm -hmm. i'm like okay is it are you making 300 million guys do that instantly don't yes. queue it up and do like bam animation bam animation bam just because when you have games where it's like, hey, there can be a, a million plus possible interactions, a lot yeah. of which can duplicate effects or cards, mm -hmm. speed that shit up. Or just account magic, for it. Magic, Paper magic obviously lets you just blow up numbers real fast. You're like, hey, I'm going to explain this combo and it gives me infinite health or whatever. But I think like they also have a rule that if your turns are taking too long that you're penalized in some way, right? Like, if your combo is too complicated, it just can't go forever. Um, I don't know about Arena, but I'm pretty sure that exists, and I'm sure it exists in Arena, too. I mean, I've I've not ever played tournament setting. Yeah. I've only played, like, uh, casual with other people. But I know that if you have an infinite combo, you can kind of explain the combo and then say, like, to use the actual magic card, ad nauseum, uh, or yes. you're just like, hey, this yeah. is going to continue indefinitely. And then it's like, hey, do you have a chance to interrupt this at any point in the infinite combo? Maybe they have a counter spell or like some instant way to respond to it. Yeah, so I actually had to look this up because I'm usually wrong on the internet. Um, apparently, there is no maximum turn length in Magic, but you're expected to play at a reasonable pace. Um, so as long as you're advancing the board state, you're fine. Um, that's kind of scary. But yeah, computers somehow are worse at this when you're dealing with animations and crap like that, like you described um it's easier to say i make a million dudes and i swing for lethal yes compared to uh, an animation for making each dude <laughs> well it, it is nice to have like those digital spaces for those games versus mm -hmm. again i remember like oh i'm making a token of a thing oh i have five tokens okay so the token right now is just a pretzel yeah. um and we'll put a, a die over that that has the number five so we'll know there are five of them what's its power mm -hmm. and its toughness Oh, we'll probably just hope, hopefully remember that. Um, right. Yeah, that's not ideal either. <laughs> no. And, like, they um, do have actual token cards and stuff, but you do still kind of have to finagle it a little bit. Right. Yeah. In the extreme case, just to round out the story, um, people got so obnoxious, or they were so annoyed by Shutterwalk that you might not actually have the win condition when you played it, but your opponent doesn't care. They concede when it comes out because they don't want to sit there five yeah. minutes waiting to find out if they won or lost <laughs> so um 
and it was in a control deck, which makes it even worse. So, I yeah. mean, I've definitely done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just you just grind someone down by by resolution time. I mean, not that specifically, but like, I've played Magic the Gathering in the morning before work, and I'm just like mm-hmm. eating breakfast or like watching a YouTube video. So if I see uh-huh. that somebody's going like combo heavy, I'm like, I can wait. I have right. no time uh-huh. that I that I care about. So yeah, and there's there's some etiquette there, right? Like if you could complete your turn more rapidly, it, it's it's good behavior, I think to not take the full amount of time that you could take for every single one of your turns like running the rope each time is really obnoxious um and yeah not a big fan um but enough on that enough talking about hearthstone uh let's talk about activision blizzard um (laughs) i had a couple okay, okay there's more than a couple pieces of news here so you can pick you can pick one to uh to veto and just be like we're not gonna talk about that um the first one though i think is worth speaking of uh they are starting to bring their games to steam starting with overwatch overwatch one or i guess two because one doesn't exist right (laughs) that would be very funny could you imagine that they're just like hey we heard you we're gonna bring back overwatch not on our platform though (laughs) (laughs) um that would be i mean i guess my first question is why are they even bringing it over? Because like they have their whole own ecosystem to like mm-hmm. the Battle.net client. Yeah, I spent a lot of time actually thinking about this and talking about this with my wife, because um, I'm a nerd apparently. Um, and as far as I can, as far as I can see, it's probably for there's a couple of reasons. Based off their last earnings call, Overwatch was not performing like they wanted it to. It's like, I guess, down sequentially, they said, this quarter. Whereas, like, Diablo 4 was massive. It actually made, uh, I think it came out Q1. Diablo 4 was uh, Acti Blizz's best Q1, or best quarter ever. They just broke a billion dollars in sales in one quarter, which is a lot of money. Um, But Overwatch, they're like, not as good. So they're probably trying to expand the audience. Um, the interesting thing here is if they do it on Steam, unless they have some sort of like shifty side, we're the big players in this arrangement, and maybe they do. Um, whenever your game has microtransactions in Steam, Steam takes a cut. Like you hmm. think about when you spend money in Dota, which is a game Steam also owns, it has that prompt where the UI opens up. You can put in your payment details and then get your in-game currency. It works for games other than Dota as well. For Destiny, those payments go through steam so acti blizz was willing to give up that cut i think we'll see but i think in order to get it on steam which is really interesting it must be i won't say a desperation play but like you said trying to expand their audience to mm-hmm. kind of benefit the game um i guess it's not crazy crazily surprising but they're definitely not doing great with it because they're like hey there's me one and two hey it's just two Hey, we're canceling that other thing. Hey, we've canceled the competitive scene. Uh-huh. So I feel like they're scrambling a little bit. Yeah, as you mentioned that news piece. I'm just going to briefly describe it. Um, they haven't full-on canceled the league, the Overwatch League, but they're calling a vote for all the teams 
and um, based off of how people vote, they will they will either take a six million dollar payout each each team will um, for a total of one hundred fourteen million dollars. Someone can run the math on that and figure out how many Overwatch teams there are. Um, but a lot, uh, or they might vote to stay in it and keep running it, and then the Overwatch League will continue. But the fact that they're asking their teams if they want to vote to just call it, yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. I I feel like you have to take the payout at that point because you can transition as a pro video game player in an FPS space to another game yeah, uh, that has an active scene. Um, mm-hmm. Because if they're offering to buy you out, they don't really want to keep going with it. You're not going to have increasing prize pools every year. It's not going to get the same type of coverage or attention from like a... Uh, producer space yeah like they're not going to give it the love and attention that another game might like valorant or something else valorant's definitely valorant dota those are the go-to examples PUBG, other those big players um yeah this isn't that this isn't that right now and i don't i'm gonna put the angel twist on it a little bit angel twist angel twist i kind of hope that the overwatch league ceases to exist because then the game will entirely be focused on the non-competitive scene. Then you can balance things more around. I mean, it still has to be relatively balanced, but you don't have to say like, oh, this is strat that people are doing in pro games and we can't allow this anymore. So we're going to nerf Bastion or whatever the crap, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, that's when goats died, I think. I don't remember that ever being able to... Uh, I don't remember ever actually encountering goats and being like this is a good strategy but i saw people do it in pro games um so well, that's I, the angel take i like pro scenes existing because it influences the casual stuff mm-hmm. like we definitely experiment when we play smash it's actually yeah. yeah like uh what happens if i try and I'm not going to go too much in that. Yeah. De- it's it's going to be bad. It's <laughs> the, not even the, 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 um, the joke is good as the aside. Yeah. Uh, but basically, like, I'll watch videos. I'm like, holy shit, I did not know X was possible. Let me uh, try and do X. Right. And, like, you're like, oh, cool. I learned about slingshotting, which I've never yeah. done in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Or you realize certain combos are possible. Well, as villager, right? <laughs> This is a this is a joke. This is a slingshot attack, but anyways, I mean nobody's gonna know the Gimmer thing anyway. It's, so. <laughs> it's really we're just degrading the quality of the podcast in real time. I apologize. Yeah, you're making a point about adopting pro tactics, but yeah, like you see that and you're like, oh my god, that is possible. That's so crazy. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they're trying it because they're on the forefront of the game. They're trying to find new strategies and things that work to maybe break the meta, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, I saw MK Lower, MK Leo play Joker, and I was like, I'm going to buy that character. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jake liked him so much, he also bought me that character. <laughs> uh huh. So I can play while I'm at your house. But, um, yeah, I think that's a that's a fair take, and the professional community can inspire a level of interest and engagement in your game that otherwise wouldn't i mean we went to the uh me and several friends went to the i can't remember were you there i don't think you were there i was not there 
Yeah. But we went to the grand finals in Philly and we got like a cool gif animation of us all coming out um again sexually no like out of for like an intro a deployment but like uh started the match uh camera thing and then like a bunch of jerseys and it was fun it was a really cool arena and i was like a lot of these seats are empty (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know other signs that maybe the overwatch league wasn't doing super well but it was fun it was fun to be part of that I mean, even with, like, professional sports, like, the people who are playing, like, soccer in their backyard are looking at these professional people as their idols of, like, holy shit, I respect what they do, because I do this casually, but I see what they do professionally, holy shit, takes a lot of work, a lot of effort. Even D&D, like, I'm sure you take a lot of stuff from watching Matt Mercer or, uh... Mm -hmm. Everything, I just, I'm (laughs) curbing from him exclusively. (laughs) But like when you watch people in a space who are like, this is my thing, you're like, holy oh, yeah. shit, it's crazy. Like we'll yeah. still talk about like Dota 2 Pro games. Oh my God, they're trying this strat on this new patch. Oh, well, maybe that's possible in our local games. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it really it's, drives the scene. It does. It, it's, it's, uh, it really mixes it all up. It keeps things from getting really stale because pros are going to be pushing things harder. So that's fair. And then devil on the shoulder for a second then we'll go back to being an angel our pro team went to seoul because all of the players were already south korean (laughs) and they're like maybe this should just be our home (laughs) our home area and so now there's like a bunch of seoul teams and philly's got nothing and i was like ah it's fine um apparently there was a sale on their jerseys recently i heard so that's a good sign uh yeah but I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes with Overwatch. Um, they'll have their tied people over PVE event at some point, and uh, I'll ask someone who's playing the actual game whether it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I guess then <laughs> get back to you guys. Um, they also had an anime short, like three little shorts. They were okay, but I added this note here that they were no arcane and they were no edge runners. I mean, is it? Dota 2 Dragon's Blood tier or worse? I mean, uh, I didn't see Dragon's Blood, so I couldn't say. I, I got you. You warned me off <laughs> of Dragon's Blood, so I can't compare it to that. They were like okay, but they're all really short. They're like seven minutes long. Um, like these are not. It's not like a long anime thing. If anything, it's closer to like a teaser before they release a hero, which is kind of probably what it is. But hmm. um, I don't know. It seemed okay. I, I got to give them points because they like have done nothing with the lore basically since the game launched. And this is at least some of that. So good on them, I guess it's also on YouTube. So it's always nice. Um, how do you feel about Diablo? I'm so neutral. <laughs> sure. Like I am excited that they are having a thing so that people will start playing the game again. So I can justify my $70 purchase. Um, right. I'm not ask. Yes. Are you going to play the season of the Malignant? Yes, because of <laughs> that reason I just described. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go crazy heavy into it. Yeah. Uh, also, for seasonal content, for anybody who's not aware, you have to spin up a new character mm-hmm. for that season. For and now. then obviously your character will still persist. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not. On one hand, I do want to try some of the other classes I haven't gotten to yet. 
at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm not crazy about like starting completely fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I will need to literally time it to play with somebody so I'm not just beating my head against demons. Yeah. What about you? Are you going to hop on the train with some people? I might give like the freebie pass a, a look. And again, I was already thinking of respecting at this point or playing, playing a different class. Um, so that lines up pretty well for me. Um, I'll probably give it a, I'll give it the, the old college try, but, um, also at the beginning of the season, they apparently nerfed a bunch of strong classes. <laughs> and so the community was just like, this is, this is sad. Um, but I don't know. It's still, it's still a good game. Um, it made them a lot of money and I'm concerned that part of me wants games to be for something more than just money as naive as that is you hypocrite i've uh-huh. seen how many games you've sold mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know I, that's always that, that kind of diminishes it a little bit for me i'm not gonna like being completely honest the other thing is i think to what you said you have to make a new character each season this diablo has like a high level grind you can put a bunch of time into end game like a lot of time into end game and there's no way you want to do that every season. No. Fuck no. So, I really wish they would have had at least some rollover. Mm-hmm. I feel like there should have been at least four. I beat the campaign. I have Paragon points. I have... I should have Renown type stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I brought up a new character today, just checking it out briefly. And I did not have any of those bonus skill points or anything. You're just in your boxers. I was just naked. I was yeah, asking demons for directions. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what do I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about the battle pass model because, like, sure, I'll make some free progress. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, you get stuff, even if you have the free model. By the way, it's shit. Mm-hmm. You know how I was dunking on Diablo 4's cosmetics when we were talking about it? Right. Because a lot of them are just so, so fucking generic. All the mm-hmm. cool ones are behind cash money. Yeah. So like there's like these little checkpoints of like, hey, if you have the premium battle pass, oh, you get this cool, super detailed helm with like glowing eyes. And the next uh-huh. one's like, hey, do you not have that? Here's a sword. Whatever you're imagining, yes, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I'm imagining like an armor set where they're like, here's the the freebie version. And it's just like they just threw a bucket of green paint at you or something <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's all it looks like color would be asking a lot from that okay that's fair yeah um yeah yeah and then the last thing i have on the activision blizzard news uh new cycle here there's always a fair amount because they just they suck it all up all the news um but i think we talked a little bit about the ftc uh, suit against the proposed merger between Activision Blizzard and Microsoft and much like the FTC has done recently in other tech cases uh, it lost <laughs> and they said that they're going to appeal but I mean losing is not a great start to winning <laughs> so no. I'm not I'm not expecting a very different outcome um and from what I last read, like other regulatory commissions in like the EU and whatnot, basically saw this outcome and they're like, okay, we'll start getting out of the way a little bit. Um, so it'll probably go through at this point. 
Well, our corporate overlords, actually, the reason mm-hmm. it benefits us is because gotcha. it's, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the trickle down mm-hmm. ideology. Um, uh, but as they uh, as they piss on our roofs, it will eventually come through the shingles and trickle down uh, onto us. All right, that sounds nice. Um, I just want them to put the rest of the games on Steam. That's what I hope <laughs> comes out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might already be doing that anyways. So we'll see. Also, don't treat your employees terribly. Uh, but honestly, they could have started <laughs> doing that at any point. That's um, true. But a lot of people will just do shitty stuff until they get caught. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to me. Because I always have a fear of like getting in trouble ever since I was a kid. So I like immediately just uh, steered away from doing bad things. I'm like, well, I don't want to be in trouble. That's a terrible thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, most people have some sort of moral compass that keeps them from being miserable to each other to some degree. Uh, but that's that's not everybody. And other people have magnetic disruptions. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of the other people there that do not have a moral compass, uh, this this piece of news I kind of isolated out because I was like, it just caught my eye and I read the article and I was like, this is worth talking about. Um, but Bungie, another developer, they won a good bit of money, uh, approaching $500,000 from a person. They can get a black lotus. <laughs> they can buy they can, they can yeah, they'll need to save up a little bit more after court fees or whatever but yeah they'll be able to get the black lotus um and normally you'd be like all right that's a weird opener why would you be happy bungie did this but it's because of the person uh threatened harassed and made racist remarks to a community manager and their family <laughs> i mean we have a couple examples here uh before you before you comment before you give your take um they left a hideous, bigoted voicemail, right, uh, using an anonymized service to call their home, their personal number. Um, and they demanded that Bungie create a mode in Destiny 2 in which players could kill people of color. And I don't think they used the words people of color. Um, they then started targeting the community manager's wife, revealed that they knew where they lived, left them a bunch of messages and stuff, ordered them pizza, and then it was cash on delivery, which is the worst of this, obviously. Um, and yeah, basically it was were absolutely terrible. So B- Bungie had to dispatch executive protection, which included security. Uh, they notified the local police, and they hired investigators and lawyers uh, to find this guy in Canada, apparently. And then after all of this happened, he didn't even show up in court, so he got default judgment against him. So... Now you can react. I've said the whole story. Seems okay. Seems okay, like a it's nice all good. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously that person is uh, a huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Again, like it's it's one thing to like have maybe a bad day and you say something inflammatory. Again, mm-hmm. you are the captain of your own ship. You control your own actions. So that's never an excuse to say something awful and racist. But this person went fucking above and beyond because they it was targeted harassment. And, like, as Jake listed out, like, there's so many different things that this person was doing. Yeah. And it's just, it's fucking wild how deeply in the paint this person was to, like, I want to send hate outs to these specific people. Mm-hmm. And on top of that is a racist, 
which yeah. is you know usually kind of like you're an easy barometer of like oh they're a piece of shit uh-huh and then they're like there's open racists like non-apologetic like we're just going to be out and proud about it and it's it's terrible yeah so i um, would like to make a, a reference is it is it jason aldean <laughs> there's something that happened recently in like country music news it was somebody else um i didn't put his name here maybe i should have because you know who cares at this point his last name was comer though or comers <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was funny um you know what? Actually, let him go. He's had enough trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Some people, some people are born into evil, and some people are molded into it by the adolescent ribbing. Um, but in either case, this person doesn't have any excuse for not showing up in court. At the very least, I mean, obviously they sh- they deserve it just due to lack of legal acumen at this point. Um, but yeah, they have a permanent injunction. Uh, they cannot. Uh, bother uh, Bungie, its employees, or any member of the Destiny 2 community as part of this uh, ruling. So, um, next time you get killed by this guy in PvP, like, call up the judge. <laughs> so, um, hopefully yeah, he got that banned. Is, that is insane. <laughs> yeah, like, this person needs to be cut off from everything in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of really people... shitty. It's it's miserable. It's absolutely miserable. A lot of people did jump in to to talk about this. Other people in the industry lended their support and all of that. But this could be taken as um, establishing some sort of precedent, as things often do legally, that something that you do online can have real world consequences as well. I mean, I obviously like this extended. We should provide this case to the Supreme Court again and be like, hey, abortions yeah. though. Real talk. <laughs> Hear me out. Real talk. Yeah. If you, it, it's actually known that if you say real talk, hear me out as part of your uh, appeal going up to the Supreme Court, they have to hear the case. They, they cannot turn it. It down. also helps if you say real talk, hear me out after like a deep exhale and a couple coughs. Uh huh. Yeah. Adjust your glasses. <coughs> real talk. <laughs> hear me out. Uh huh. You have so much clout yeah. right now. It's unstoppable. <laughs> clouds yeah there's some clouds uh-huh <laughs> yeah let me use the, this very obvious opportunity to briefly soapbox hey you listening don't be a cunt do not be a cunt um again like the internet has provided such an outlet for people who have shitty opinions and want to be shitty to other people to kind of more freely do so in a loosely anonymous fashion uh, where you feel so separated from the people that you're interacting with because, oh, it's just an online thing, you know. But no, they're actual people. Um, and this person, again, went above and beyond to not just harass somebody in-game. Like, they're actually interfering with people's lives. Um, yeah. And if you don't realize how damaging that can be, um, watch any interview with somebody who streams and has been doxxed or has yeah. been swatted or other oh, crazy yeah. shit like yeah. that. Because, again, like, I live in an apartment in, like, a fairly laid-back, small community. Mm-hmm. And I feel safe, relatively. Thankfully, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you imagine... Until I, until I swat you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> After the- but, like, imagine, like, that crazy shit is happening. And you're like, oh, oh shit, is that going to happen again? And just the PTSD alone, outside of, like, the initial trauma from the experience. Like, it's just crazy, awful shit that can be avoided. By you mm-hmm. not being a cunt. 
it's really easy <laughs> yeah exactly um and to some extent this person must have realized their actions were completely reprehensible because they tried to do so anonymously right so not that being anonymous implies guilt you're innocent until proven guilty but it also doesn't protect you from moral repercussions for being a terrible person so true uh let's see i've gone through a lot of my news is there anything you want to talk about head shake okay our Uh, armor cords had another trailer (laughs) i'm excited Uh by that yeah it looked really good dave held me at gunpoint and was like watch this trailer before we record the podcast or i'll be disappointed so i don't really know if the gun was part of it or not he left that ambiguous um but it was a good trailer yeah, the more content I keep seeing from that, I know it's not going to be Dark Souls, but yeah. as again, as somebody who's never really explored the Armor Core space, but in at least seeing the direction it seems to be heading from like the gameplay and other things they've shown, I am interested. There was a heavy focus on a Gatling gun attachment, so if anything, this is Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> where this I will, this closest... will be my mech in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the closest thing to armored core that existed in Bloodborne was a guy with a Gatling gun in a wheelchair <laughs> um, which was pretty great to be honest um, but the trailer looks absolutely sick this is one of the things where it, it, this has been since like early Final Fantasy games and, and like even early Blizzard games and things like that you're like you watch a cutscene and you're like man I kind of just wish there was more of this right um and i like the narrative they were setting up with armored core yeah it just has very cool mech vibes Mm -hmm. i'm down for it see what happens yeah uh we'll probably talk about it when it comes out hot take um and maybe even play it we'll see yeah i will say there is another thing that is coming out that i will be more immediately like i'm already technically signed up for yeah Baldur's gate 3 will finally True. be coming out soon. Next week? <gasps> or I have a, a line here. Uh, or this week, if your week starts on Sunday and you're listening to this when it released. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, but again, like everything I've seen about it so far has looked really good. I know mm-hmm. some other people who are excited to play as well. A lot of those people have also played some RPGs similar to or including Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was joking with a group that I was going to be playing with is like once we've picked out who's going to play what role in like racing class that mm-hmm. we should like try and cosplay as our character. So when we have like these dedicated play uh, sessions, because okay. uh, one of them, on. well, at least one of them is a dad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Web came on. And I'll be a gnome, obviously, because of how short uh-huh. I am. I had to double check that that was one of the races. It is. <laughs> I listed. Yep, we listed them out here. Um, yeah, the weird, the weird one that stood out. Also, that's an excellent idea, by the way. The only way, the only thing I would append to that is you should spend a fair amount of time trying to make your characters look as much like you yourselves <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Pink dreads. That might have been a misstep on my part. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, they, uh, so the little bit of information, I've actually stayed pretty blind to it because a lot of articles are coming out about the game 
And so I got a little bit of meta information um, here. The level cap is 12. This basically doesn't mean anything to you unless you've played D&D. &D. But uh, I will say most D&D &D campaigns conclude, if they start at low levels, conclude before level 12. Like, it's relatively high. It's kind of up there. You're not going to be casting Wish, but it's pretty up there. Um, well, maybe you can if you, if there's like a wand or something for that. But like the Isn't DM wish, is Wish seventh level. Wish is a ninth level spell. It Fuck. is maximum level. I've been so happy if I guessed that correctly. <laughs> that would have been pretty impressive. I probably couldn't tell you a seventh wait, wait, level wait. spell. Maybe I have I have the edit. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, you can just make yourself correct. I feel like Flame Strike might be seventh level, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know Fireball is three because you get that and then you never need to use anything else because it's Fireball. But um, This is also probably a good design decision on their part because Wish as a spell is basically Wish as a genie would interpret it. It's just change reality to fit your whims. And then if something can monkey's paw based off of what you requested, it probably will. <laughs> um so uh yeah it looks good level cap 12 a uh, bunch of cool races and classes all of the D, D classes so barbarian bard cleric druid fighter monk paladin ranger rogue sorcerer warlock and wizard which is a pretty big list um and then all of the races you would expect um and then githyanki <laughs> which is one you might not expect <laughs> um but i don't know what githyanki is yeah, they they're like they're kind of sort of like they're mo they mostly look like people, but kind of a little bit more lizard like, and I think they have yellow eyes. Um, I don't really know either. They're not in the standard five E player character race list, so it's kind of hilarious that they're here. Um, they're definitely normally a monster race. Ah, are like an Argonian maid, you say? Yes, yes. I am familiar. Like that, yeah. Although they also have Dragonborn, so you could pick that if you were going for an Argonian maid as well. I'll have two like Argonian a... maids in my party. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Options. It'll be very, very diverse. Um, but yeah. Uh, they. I think I, I. I read somewhere it's just like, hey, if you're thinking about picking up the game early and playing early access, maybe don't because you're gonna wipe all of your data in three weeks. <laughs> so that was that was a good note. Um yeah, it's it's freaking Larian. Um the fact that it's been through early access means that people already know what the game is going to be like for the most part, although I don't think it's all released, right? Um, no, but hopefully it has caught a lot of the glaring issues yes, going through these right. essentially rounds of QA mm -hmm. from the community. Yeah, it's not gonna be like some sort of pong clone on release that would be very impressive given the amount of coverage it already has um and yeah looks good so look forward to that uh do you know how many players can play at once my uh, assumption was four but that's because check. that's how divinity was yeah maybe it's like maybe it's like it is up to four. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it was like Baldur's Gate 2, and for some reason they allowed like eight players. Um, which is I don't, slow I don't have eight friends that I could, or I guess seven friends I could find to coordinate a time to play a game. Yeah, literally impossible. You need like a, a time chamber you could step into in order to actually play the game at that point. Um, 
We have it be like a giant game of risk where people take turns logging in, doing an action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be funny if it's like there's just an enemy turn and then a friendly turn. And you just roll a die to see who acts. You're just like, okay, well, enemy turn. One of the enemies gets to do something. All right, friendly turn. One of the friendlies gets to do something. This is how we keep things uh, interestingly paced. As an no, aside, I, some... I, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I am excited. Oh, yeah, should be good. Um, All right, if that was yours new, your news beat, uh, I just had a couple other things I thought were m- worth mentioning here. Uh, one of them was that Nicolas Cage, um, popular actor, most commonly known for his portrayal of Nicolas Cage in the overwhelming weight of massive talent. Um, he's been added to Dead by Daylight <laughs> as a survivor. It was really funny because when this was announced, people weren't sure if he was going to be a killer or a survivor. And it says a lot about Nicolas Cage that it was pretty much 50-50. <laughs> um, because it would have been hilarious to just have him as a killer with no powers. You're just being chased by Nicolas Cage for no reason. Um, but uh, I wanted to note this because he actually has a bunch of voice lines when characters in the game generally don't. They just have like screams and stuff if you hook him on a meat hook or something. And he like will taunt certain killers while they're chasing him. Um, and he sings at different times. In one part, he was, if he's being chased by... I, I think I brought this up in the previous episode... Uh, if he's being chased by one of the killers, he'll like hum their theme <laughs> along with him, which is great. Um, I just love this. I own Dead by Daylight and I've never launched it. Uh, so I'm slightly invested in this. I mean, you should definitely try playing and streaming it to the Discord then. Because mm-hmm. I don't be... know too much about it outside of some of the uh, killer trailers you've sent. Mm-hmm. There are some really cool killers. There's some really cool killers. None of them as cool as Nicolas Cage would have been, but they literally have Albert Wesker and they have um, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill 2. Um, they yeah, have... I'd, want, I'd want to try more stuff from the video game space from the, than from the horror movie space. Yeah. Because I don't, that was one, be I don't know one. too many things about horror movies because I'm mm-hmm. a baby man. Um, mm-hmm. They have like Michael Myers. You probably know. Probably know him. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know who he is like freddy um they have pretty much all of them yeah freddy k that's his cereal i think (laughs) or it's the name of a drug hard to say (laughs) um they have like the cinnabite from hail razors um uh, i can't remember his name pinhead even though i pinhead yeah that's it pinhead the one with Uh, nails in his (laughs) in his head head. (laughs) uh and he like uses chains as his power um, and then they they have some custom healer uh healers, <laughs> custom killers that are really cool too. But uh, I don't know. We'll give it a shot maybe at one point. Um, but uh, it's kind of heavy commitment at this point, given how old that game is, how long it's been going. Launching mm-hmm. it is scary. Um, but what's not scary is another recurring uh free update that's coming to Vampire Survivors, where they update the engine. Um, so I don't know what it was before. I tried to find out. No idea. But it's becoming Unity. And apparently this is the engine they're already using for Switch and like some mobile version or something. And they're like, this just makes the performance way better. 
which is cool. I also didn't realize the performance was bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, at certain points, if you're doing like an endless run, mm-hmm. um, there can be like a lot of things spawning, a lot of animations going up for weapons. I can see where it would become taxing. Yeah. Honestly, even like before it got to end game, I was very impressed by how smoothly it seems to run for how many things that they had to account for. Uh huh. I think it was largely carried by the fact that the game itself was not too complicated. Most of the complication was just in a million things going on at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I haven't actually watched this myself, but it's no clip, so I'm sure it's good. Uh, they did a documentary on Vampire Survivors. It's um, good. Yeah. Have you? Did you see it? Did you watch yes, it? Yes, I, I did. Okay. Nice. Um, freaking love their stuff. Check out all of their things. Um, it is very much, not to give too much away, mm-hmm. but it definitely seems like the person wasn't like, I'm going to make this game and it's going to be huge. It's more like, hey, I have this side project and they kind of like stumbled into this thing and then it uh-huh. kind of just popped off. And it's just really wholesome. Um, that's yeah. freaking internet fame though, right? Like that's the best story for internet fame. Is you're just like, I was doing a little thing and suddenly I'm rich, right? That's what happened with Among Us too. They're like getting ready to put, make a completely different game because they're like, yep. that's it, we're tapped out. <laughs> and then one person streamed their game. Up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, good on them. We'll continue to cover Vampire Survivors as they inevitably add more stuff. I think eventually they're coming out with some DLC, I think was announced at some point as well. More DLC? Or it already came out and I just haven't played it. <laughs> I I have this weird thing where like I don't care about achievements in games, but because uh-huh. of how straightforward Vampire Survivors is, I'm like, I'll get all the achievements. And yeah. then for a while, I was like, oh, we're good. And then they have these weekly updates and I would see the number not be 100%. I was like, motherfucker. And I'd launch uh-huh. the game. <laughs> That's how I felt about uh, Prey initially, actually, because it launched and I was like, I love this game. I'm going to come back and do the DLC or do all the achievements. And then they released Moon Crash and I was scared of it because it was a a roguelike mode. And I was like, ah, this is sad. Like, I'm never going to see 100%. Then I played Moon Crash. I was like, this is freaking great. What was it? It was like not playing Majora's Mask. It's amazing. Give us a shot. Nobody played Moon Crash. Um, But uh yeah now now it's all complete and we're at 100 percent. that's the only game that matters no, none of the rest matter so um and then my last note here which i'm just going to throw in was uh apparently this is just to appease the people who are get tired of me talking about overwatch all the time and activision blizzard team fortress 2 had a major summer update valve swooped down and they had like just a bundle of content and maps and items and they're like, we have prepared all of this that the community has made. And then we put it together <laughs> to an update and are providing it to you, um, as is their forte. Uh, but uh, one of the standouts was apparently TF2 hit the highest player count it ever has for active players at once, which is pretty big this many years after launch. I'd say 15. I don't know. A lot. Um, a lot of years. <laughs> a lot. A lot of years, <laughs> um, to to quote a famous rapper, um, and then they one of the things they added was a one of the maps, the custom maps made by a member of the community, not Valve, obviously. Uh, it has a seal that you have to progress like down a path to like the sea or something like that, and your objective is to go get mackerel 
and feed it to the seal to speed it up so it can make it further to the sea. That's excellent gameplay design. That sounds very cute. Uh, I wish I liked that game at all. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I know. Um, But I think that's about it. You can think of anything else that's worth saying about this month. It's July. Sure is. Um, The good news is uh, nothing bad can happen in the remaining week until the actual end of the month. (laughs) And there will be no news other than the actual launch of Baldur's Gate. Um, Look for us in public lobbies or in the official Discord, obviously. Um, We're very noticeable. Oh, yeah, I'm posting feedback everywhere I go, my guy. Uh Uh-huh. So thank you guys for listening. If you're going to pick up uh, Baldur's Gate 3, let us know uh, how uh, how you do, what classes you play. And whether you're having a good time with it, don't spoil anything initially because it might be, you know, a little slow on the uptake, but um, I think it'll be fun. So looking forward to talking about that in the future. Very likely to be an episode unless my uh, my, my Dave radar is wrong. Um, and uh, if you have other ideas for future episodes, you can send those in soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always... We'll see you in the next one. My name is Dave, and I play a tiefling monk. <laughs>